L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I went on ahead and booked arrangements to go see my mom, and I'm super excited about that. I haven't I seen my mom in about, oh, Flame, we were talking about this almost two years directly. You know, we see each other. We talk all the time. We do the FaceTime and all of that. COVID stopped us. But the last time I was physically in my mother's presence was when I had my mom and everybody, the rest of my family, um, come to D.C. So we were all in D.C., and we did the museum and all that stuff together. But that was April 2019. Yep. 
So, but but your mom got an iPhone. So y'all iPhone? No, that's me. Y'all iPhone talk oh. every day, right? <laughs> y'all, what they call that when you got an oh, iPhone? Flame. Absolutely. We FaceTime. <laughs> FaceTime. We FaceTime. Yeah. We FaceTime, and my mother uh, likes your Google your du- Duo Hangout. Uh, so uh, we do that all the time. But my mother, you know, doesn't want to be caught, Lauren. You know, it's like don't. FaceTime me with other people around and let me know so I can put on some hair, you know, and, and everything before you get me on there. So that's You can't mom. be called no black woman unexpected. You, yo, yo, that, that's you, nigga. You can't be called no black woman out of the blue and she ain't got a damn hair on. You know how we do. <laughs> you should know better, too. We would oh, all learned. these Zoom calls I've, and everything I, else. You got to prepare I've, people. I, I, I oh, speaking of that, did you see the video like of the lady the other day? She was in bed. She had a wig on and the Zoom was over. She snatched her wig off and went back up under the cover. Did y'all <laughs> That's very me. Oh my God, that's very me. That's me too. I'll just keep the camera off. This morning I had an 8 a.m. call with the like folks in my organization that I know. So I they had scarf, glasses, and everything else. So I was like, this is what y'all getting. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. So, period. Well, Nick, let's open up the floodlands and let's get it started with what we're talking about. Cause I just want to remind everyone that if they had, they want to chime in to make sure that they use the flames in the comments and that they type in capital letters. At the end of the day, you guys, we want to make sure that you all know that we really do value your feedback, your comments, and your uh, response at the end of the show helps other people to find the show. So at the end of Laugh and Learn, if you like what you hear, go ahead and comment for us and make sure if you want to sign a sound off, you use the flames in the comments. I see y'all comments saying y'all only see half of me. I have to sit a certain way because yesterday when we were at the photo shoot, Oh, I was bent over in my bag, you know, getting out my articles to change clothes, but I didn't kneel down. I just bent over. Baby, when I stood up, woo, Lauren had to crack my back. My back was killing me. It's still bothering me. My back is killing me. But I took an 800 ibuprofen. Flame didn't use her knees properly. After the age of 30, after the age of 30, we have to squat. You know, we're supposed to use our knees. Who's 30? Well, well, once you reach 30, you need to use oh, your Oh, well, I'm a 29 and a half. I'm almost there, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that did it. That did Nick, it. let's talk about this week. Let me, what, what, what we start? Let me start with parenting and mm. respect on both ends of the spectrum of being a parent and a child. Respect is not only given or, or uh, given, you have to give respect. I mean, you, you know what I mean. Y'all know what the hell I mean. You have to, in order to receive it, you have to give it. When I say that, I'm talking about the video that happened between Kirk Franklin and his son, Kerryon. Let me explain something to you. Do I think that Kirk Franklin was wrong for cussing out his kid? I do not. I have cussed out my children. Do I think that he was wrong for calling his kids some of the names that he chose to call his kid? You goddamn right. You get you don't call your son black man in this America, in this country, a bitch ass nigga publicly where he didn't know he's being taped or if that's how he and then you see how it didn't even break the sun down. Then he told the son, I break your motherfucking skull and don't you ever disrespect me. your broke ass. This is your child. This is your kid. Whatever he is, he belongs to you. Whatever he becomes, he still belongs to you. If I went in that room and talked to my son the way he talked to his kid, my son would have a meltdown because my son is not accustomed to me. He's speaking to him in that manner. So this is how you know that this boy was used to that because the boy didn't break down. The boy stood his ground and kept on. Come on. I dare you. I dare you. That's because he was used to being spoken to by Kirk Franklin. Y'all say what y'all want to about all these Christian and gospels and saved. They still regular people. The, the point was that nobody probably believed this boy and he ended up recording his daddy. And that's what the problem is because 
he probably have told people that he was talking to him crazy, but then he was smart enough to record it. Let me tell you something, Kirk Franklin, with that weak ass apology. Cause that what you apologizing to us for? Cause if you'd have called me a bitch ass nigga, I'd have called you one back. That's what they say about you behind closed doors anyway with them tight ass suits on real talk. Okay, Lord, I said my piece. As a daddy, I would never call my son bitch ass. I, nah, I do call him nigga. Nigga, if you don't get in here and take this garbage out, if you don't come clean up my bathroom, but I would never disrespect my son and then expect him to respect me as his father, period. Because the sword goes both ways. I'm sorry, Lauren. I'm just chatty. Come on. I'm acting like Nicholas today. Oh. <laughs> we starting early today. Um, I, have okay. mixed, I have mixed feelings about it because, mm-hmm. you know, he still is a parent. And my upbringing, we've. I, my household, like it's it's very honest, you know what I mean. So, and I have an older brother; we're eight years apart. My dad is very strict with him. You know, I've heard my dad say some very stern things to my brother. Um, so, I'm kind of in the middle because the other part of me too is I don't really like the fact that Kirk Franklin's son recorded this conversation and aired it for public view. Mm. Now, I don't know. Maybe he feels like he's been verbally abused all of his life and he wants to finally, you know, show the public who his father is. But I just feel like family business needs to stay family business and you didn't need to air your dad's dirty laundry like that. If y'all had a real issue and you just felt like you couldn't move past it, then sometimes, you know, just because you family doesn't mean that y'all have to be together. You know what I'm saying? Like I have family members that I don't speak to and it is what it is. So if you felt that serious in your spirit that you just didn't think this relationship with your father was going to work, then just separate ties. Like, just let it go. Everything's not meant to be. Yeah. But to take it and air it, I don't really have any respect for that. I don't think he should have done that. Lauren, just to go kind ahead, of Nick. piggyback off of what you said, I think I, I, I'm more aligned with what you just said there. I think that anytime a family situation is it should stay in the family. That's just my idea, particularly discrepancies like that. Uh, those things should be handled internally. I do think, too, I might have felt differently if the son were a child. But because this was an adult male, I'm, uh, I think I'm giving a little bit more uh, latitude to the language and the exchange because I, I, I look at it as man to man more so than um, man to boy or man to child. Uh, even though that is his son, it is clear this is not the first time they've engaged that way. So I think that um, it was uncomfortable for me to hear because it, it became public. Let me just say that. But now that it's public, I felt like, uh, wow, um, I think that I need to step back simply because this is a family that clearly uh, engages this way with one another. Uh, In the times that we live in with the cancel culture and with uh, reality TV, ain't shit off limits no more. And nothing is off limits. Nothing is off limits because we have reality TV that we adore. We run to watch the foolishness and the buffoonery. And as much as some of it is scripted and staged, so much of it is true. Look at that video. Rewatch that. Listen to that video again. That man talked to his son like he did not even know this man. This is how I this is what I heard as a father. I'm not speaking as a, somebody else standing outside how I always have said that I never want to lose the respect of my son because I'm going to treat him a certain way. And I'm transgendered. I'm sitting here with titties, wet dresses and wigs and shit. And he knows exactly who I am. But losing his respect would have started in his youth. When he was very young, he's now 18. I'm not going to do that. But that's my thing, too, though. And I mean, I guess people can say it's Wait a minute. attributed I, to the upbringing. I, I think, Flame, I think he's 33. He that's is 33. That's, but that's what I'm saying point. is yeah. it started young. 
Yeah. Kirk been talking oh, okay. to that boy gotcha. like that for years. My only question is, gotcha. if he speaks to his 33-year-old son in this capacity, his firstborn, I want to know how he talks to his other children offline. I want to know how he talks to people who work for him. I want to know how he treated the family because the family is no longer with him. But <laughs> my thing is I'm this, though, too. like, but I, the, to the point of he's 33 and we don't know what his upbringing is like and how mm-hmm. he's being talked to. Right. My thing is, you're also a grown-ass man at he this is. point. And if you don't like the way your daddy's talking to you, you can buck back and say something. I'm he so did. sorry. He did. I, but not enough for me. <laughs> he was, because that I just feel like if you're that, you know, firm in your yeah. stance of you want to air your daddy's dirty laundry and this is how he's talking right. to me, you better buck back accordingly and stop acting like, oh, you know, and, I'm this little boy. Lauren, you 33. In, in his face. In his face, not all over the phone, but right, right there yeah. in his face. Square up with him right then and there, if that's what you want right. to do. Absolutely, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, uh-huh. hurt people. <laughs> but look, the hurt, thing too, hurt let's be people. Clear. Hurt people. I'm gonna say it again. Hurt people. Yes, hurt they people. do. And I have to believe because that's not Kurt's only child. So I have to believe, like, like some parents, he's probably ranked them. That's not the favorite child. Like you don't love he. I'm thinking he probably does not love them all equally. Is that fair? No. That's terrible to say, Nick. That's terrible to say. That's so terrible to say. Uh, It's very true, but it's terrible to say. We don't make that, like, we don't say that out loud that you're the favorite child. You're supposed to love all your kids equally. Because, like, even the daughter came out and said that she was defending her father. (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw that video, but you don't say that out loud, Nick, that there's a favorite. Do I have a favorite kid? I absolutely do. It's Timmy. Because he don't talk back. The dog. And he didn't ask for shit. Let me tell you how sarcastic my kids is. We got a stimulus check the other day. So I gave each one of my kids $500 a piece. They spent, they don't need shit. They don't need nothing. I just gave them $500. So I asked them, which one of y'all going to take me to lunch? My son said, I just gave you $900. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to let that sit on y'all brain. This is my kid. That's my kid. He just said, I just gave you $900. (laughs) Now, that's that your fault. That's what I should have said. Nigga, who you <laughs> That's your there you fault, go. though. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you should have recorded that one. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love Terrible. it. You had me rolling with that, though, Flay, with the uh, stimulus checks. You were talking about how they all dropped on Friday. And sure enough, this kind of leads into our next topic. Uh, mm. It seems like people were going crazy this weekend with a little bit of shopping all over the place. A little looks bit like, of shopping. <laughs> it looks mm. like uh, spring breakers went crazy in Florida, and police yeah. had to respond to the number and sizes of crowds. Now, mind you, there are those who are arguing that these checks dropped right around the same time that the vaccine has opened up to more people and that um, we have not reached herd immunity. So, uh, you know, there are some who are concerned that we may see another spike in the virus. Well, let's just say this. Florida's been open, okay? And Florida <laughs> Florida never closed. DeSantis basically said corona wasn't real. He was fudging, you know, COVID cases and numbers and everything else. Florida never closed. And so for the simple fact that you can, the beaches are open, spring breakers are going to flock there. That's just natural. And and as one that used to do it frequently in college, I always went to Miami for spring break. And it's it's just going to happen. You know what I mean? The cases, they may go up, but you're not going to really know because Florida hasn't been honest with any of their numbers since the pandemic, you know, happened. It's, it is what it is. Like, is anybody surprised? I'm not. I think that 
people are probably just frustrated. That's all. Well, that's it right there. That's why I told them I wasn't sending my kid back to school. Because have you seen the, the big fight in the college, in the high school uh, basketball oh, this weekend in Virginia? Yeah. Where the, the white and the black team were playing against each other. Where it was a predominantly white school and predominantly black school. The predominantly black school came to the predominantly white school to play a basketball game. During the game, the entire game, the audience as well as the team members calling racial slurs, all kind of N-words and everything else. The referees never intervened. They never said anything. A huge massive fight broke out after the fight people have been locked down for a year we are like caged animals you're going to just let us go and give us the money and say go we're going to go <laughs> they're going to spread no i'm serious that was a that somebody could have died for that and with you watching the news and watching social media and listen to all this racial hate in this country and then you put these kids against each other and they got the parents in the stands and the other students calling these kids niggas and you ain't this and you black and you what you're worthless and woo 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 of course they're going to lash out baby i'm telling you right now we are on a powder keg of I ain't sending my kids to school because y'all finna unleash all these crazy ass kids. And if you knew little Johnny was crazy before you before the coronavirus hit and the teacher been sending notes home, little Johnny's still crazy. He even more crazy now because he been home with your crazy ass for a whole year. <laughs> uh, I ain't sending my kids to school with little Johnny. I don't fuck with little Johnny. Little Johnny mm-hmm. might be like that uh, like that senator in um, in D.C. What's her name? Marjorie. Yeah, that bitch. Oh, Marjorie oh, Taylor Green. Marjorie Green. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I said it. That bitch. <laughs> Okay, where we going? Where we going? Cause right. I'm, I'm on it. I'm ready. What's our next subject? <laughs> oh, we talked about a little bit of everything. You know, we said before we open up to Flame Mets, we would talk about one of the things that have been uh, top of line because you also talked about how much you enjoyed watching the Grammys. You want to give a shout out to your sister by no, I ain't watch no Grammys. I ain't told you that because I was at a photo <laughs> shoot. I do know that my boss. I, ball, I knew told- that our boss won. Our boss, right. Tiffany Haddish, my baby, did win a Grammy for Best Comedy Album the first time since 2002 that a black woman, the last black woman to win a, for a comedy album was Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. So Tiffany just won for Best Comedy Album. Congratulations, Tiffany Haddish. We love you here at Laugh and Learn, baby. Yes. You are the executive producer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andre Day was nominated. Who won? Oh no no that's for best that's for grant that's for the Oscar. Oscars I was yeah. gonna say yeah uh, Andre get uh, did get nominated for an Oscar but on the Grammys front though we had a lot of first time a lot of first times and so like Lettucey finally won Woo! her first Grammy so shout out to Lettucey I do want to say though that I have one mad respect for Beyonce because she just made history so shout out to Beyonce she has officially won 28 Grammys the first female artist to ever do so but also too I want to give a shout out to Miss Cardi B. Wait, wait a minute. Before you get off Beyonce, you got to go to her baby. Oh, and yes. Miss Blue, Blue Ivy. Ivy. Let me tell y'all a story about Blue <laughs> Ivy real quick, okay? Since we're going to bring up Blue Ivy. I remember, what was this, three years ago, I went to Miss um, Tina Knowles Lawson's Wearable Art Gala. And I realized how rich Blue Ivy was when we were at the auction portion of the event. And she was casually trying to outbid Tyler Perry on a painting. I said, wow. Must be nice. Seven years old. Seven years old. Just nope. I got money. I'm gonna get this painting. It took her father to say, "Put the put the paddle down. We're not we're not doing that anymore." But I'm just saying, cause congratulations to her. It it must be Absolutely nice, cause child, that baby. She's got she's and got I, receipts, and she's eight. So I di- mm. I didn't watch it either. But Flame, you were talking about how much you wanted to mention that. That's why I was segueing into that. But um, I did hear I, Gail King. T- 
talk about how, I guess at some point, Beyonce said to her that she was proud of her. And, and Gail was saying, as a mother and as a parent, there's nothing you can do more than to tell your children uh, that you're proud of them. That, that just resonates uh, with yeah. uh, uh, Go back to that first conversation we was having. Tell your son or your daughter that you're proud of them instead of calling them bitch-ass niggas. I said what I said. And don't tell them that who's the favorite and who's not. <laughs> your broke ass. How uh, you gonna call your son broke and you a, a gospel superstar? If he your kid, he shouldn't be broke. He should be spending your money. Shit. Uh, but also to on the Grammys front, I do, like I said, I want to shout out Cardi B as well because I think as a whole, a lot of people felt that many artists or popular artists were snubbed for the Grammys this year and a lot of people were outraged. But Cardi B actually came out yesterday and said, I know a lot of you guys feel upset and that you were snubbed. However, this was the first year that the Recording Academy nominated so many independent black artists in the history of awesome. the nomination process so she said we still need to honor these folks that are getting their dues at this point in time you know they put in the work and they're finally getting their recognition even if it's not the most popular artist this is their time to shine so i appreciate cardi b saying that she was absolutely right my uncle won a grammy yesterday uh, well another one hey, it's like his okay. i think it's like his six now hey so, congratulations uncle so i'm very happy about everybody and their accomplishments um as a whole i got a question when is uh a Alexa and Siri gonna get a Grammy. Ain't them Beyonce other kids, Alexa and Siri? Uh, Rummy and oh, Sir. Oh, Rummy. Rummy and Sir. See, show you what I know, honey. Huh? Rummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I what? thought that was the, the, the thing that you talked to, Rummy and that Siri. That is the Alexa and Siri. That is who you talked to. No, That's I thought that her. was Beyonce kids' name. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, look, show you what I know. Ooh. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Um, uh, I know what I want to talk about. So this week, there was a big big brouhaha over at the talk because mm. Sharon Osbourne and uh, um, Cheryl Underwood had a, a little riff. Well, not even a riff. Cheryl, uh, Sharon Osbourne made some very disparaging com com comments. And I said disparaging because I watched it to see what was said. Um, you know what bothers me about people who don't think that they're racist when they say they don't see it is they act like they don't see it. I know in Britain it may be a little different because she is British. But, yeah, Pierce Morgan was out of pocket. Cheryl Underwood did not corner her, but I didn't like the fact that Sher Sharon Osbourne went around it. I do like the fact that she did stop Miss Cheryl when Cheryl was, don't start that crying because Miss Cheryl always breaks down crying. I know that from experience on Comic View 2005. If you don't believe me, watch it. She'll just start crying to change the narrative. But I'm not faulting Cheryl because Cheryl stood her ground. So Cheryl did right. But now they have put the talk on hiatus. So we don't know what's going on over there. What do you think they're going to do? Um, we living in a strange time of cancel culture. What do you think they're going to do? I Honestly, I mean, I don't want to say anybody should be fired because I just think that that's bad karma to put on yourself because that's somebody's livelihood. Yeah, so I'm not going to say fired. that. But I think that I'll say this. I think Sharon's comments were very problematic. And we said this last week that I find it very offensive when white people don't acknowledge their the fact that they're racist and then expect us black folks to educate them on why they're being racist. I think that is the most disrespectful thing that you can do. You can go educate yourself. And Sharon Osbourne was completely wrong. She was 100% absolutely wrong. She came out and said, people forget that Pierce Morgan is being paid, you know, to share his opinion. And Pierce Morgan, I stand with you. Until you understand the, cons the, the, the context of something or understand fully what's happening, don't put yourself out on front street and then try to play victim when shit backfires on you. Absolutely not. So Sharon Osbourne needs to be held accountable for her statement and what she did, whatever those, you know, repercussions are. Let them be what they may. I'm not going to put anything negative on anybody, but she should have known better. 
especially in this climate. She really should have known better. I understand that Sharon, and I, I, this is not related, but I think it speaks to maybe character a bit. I understand that Sharon was behind the firing of Holly Pete Robinson, you know, yep. that by all she accounts was really a sweet woman uh, that, you know, she, uh, Sharon had a problem with Holly Robinson Pete. And I understand instead of speaking to uh, Holly Robinson Pete directly about what she had a problem with, she did the thing that so many do. Uh, they went to network and they complained. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Flame and I were talking about just this whole cancel culture overall. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though um, Sharon, unfortunately, in 2021, I do believe the onus is on the individual to educate themselves or at least be open to hearing the feedback from those who feel either marginalized or feel as though uh, there are issues around race that need a bit more nuance or at least compassion. Uh, we're seeing that now with that uh, with Chris Harrison for The Bachelor, Rhett. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that in so many different instances of people who are being let go. I'm from Chicago, as you all know, and there's a popular sports anchor, Mark Greco, just got fired. Good. He should have got fired. He, he should have been fired for what he said <laughs> about Cheryl Burton. He should have been terminated. I remember I, I just saw that he should have been terminated. But I don't so, want to get off topic. So, so come back to because you know you would take us over the river. Come on back, come on back, player. Come but, on back. But but what I don't like to do is, is but what I don't want to do is just throw it out there without giving some kind of context. Yeah. I do believe that all of these situations require people with a microphone, with a platform, to understand and at least show compassion to those who are saying, "Hey, we feel a little bit this way," and then to just flat out dismiss them and say, "Well, you don't have a right to feel that way because that's not what it was." You're like, "Whoa!" I well, think that that's where here's my here's my take on Sharon Osbourne, and I like Sharon Osbourne. You can't have no comment too much on opinion or getting people fired. You were married to a man and still is married to a man who bites the, the head off live bats and then you kiss him in the mouth. He mm. he go down and give you head, but he got bat blood in his mouth. Girl, if you don't sit your ass down and go back to the UK with that bullshit. <laughs> well, Flame, I, I think I think that's organic, though. That's terrible. That's nasty. I, that's nasty. That's nasty. That's, that's nasty. And mm. then you want to attack Cheryl Underwood. And y'all know me and Cheryl Underwood have water under the bridge, but it is now water under the bridge. I thought that Cheryl stood her ground and said what she had to say. And Cheryl was so diplomatic with it. Cheryl, her temperament remained calm. Cheryl stayed in her lane. She never overspoke. She never disrespected Sharon. And Sharon was combative. Sharon Sharon was combative because she, was she knew she was cornered. Yeah, she was she, hostile. You, when you corner an animal and they back to the wall, they got a new two options, swing or die. Baby, she started swinging. Sure, well, didn't even I take the bait. Think, I don't even think cornered so much as I'm asking you to, I'm asking you to understand where I'm coming from. No, you tell me where he was right. You tell me right now. Where, and I was like, whoa, what just happened? Uh, the talk, left. if you need a replacement for Sharon Osborne, would you like, I got red hair already. What you need? <laughs> what you need? I'm just saying, I can feel the info. I can sit right in the middle seat, baby. I fit in the middle <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I, I, know, I know that they're the talk is under review so i'm curious to see what happens but like i said sharon was 100 percent wrong mm -hmm. and to your point nick you know she got holly robinson pete fired specifically because she was and i quote too ghetto that is exactly what holly robinson pete said that that was the reason why she was fired my per sharon my osborne only issue my only issue with the sharon osborne situation and i mentioned mark jane greco and i also mentioned the chris harrison from the bachelor i do believe that we should we should counsel people before we cancel them. Like I'm really uncomfortable with the way people are just not you like all of a sudden, bam. Like I think that when you have a imagine what can be learned since the talk is a platform that uh, clearly has a, a demographic where they try to reach uh, people in middle America uh, primarily. Right. If just imagine how many 
people can say, wow, I never thought about that because I do believe it's possible there are some who never thought about, you know, asking if the baby's gonna be too dark is a little bit racist, y'all. Really? I never thought about that, Nick. Well, let me tell you why and just maybe have that conversation uh, because for me, and this is me, I have definitely lived and I have family members who are of different skin tone and some of them have been valued throughout life uh, in a higher regard than I have because they're light and light is often seen as prettier. Light is often seen as more attractive. So it's not, it wasn't left field for me to have them say there were family members in that family concerned about the baby's skin color. That's my experience. I'm not putting that on any of you all, but I'm just telling you, I've lived in situations where light skin was revered. So it is not ridiculous for me to believe that there were those concerned about the color of that baby's skin and that he had not even thought about the fact that, wow, people think about that. Yeah. People nope. think about that. Nope. 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 Um, nope. Yeah, uh, that was with Harry. Uh, I'm back, back to I'm Team Cheryl. Cheryl was right on this one. I, I've seen Cheryl wrong on some other shit, but she was right on this one, and she was right to stand her ground. And CBS, I hope y'all pay attention to that and don't be going all all left and right and sideways. I don't want Sharon to lose her job. I don't. I don't think Sharon should lose her job. I I don't watch the talk, but when I if I do turn it on, I'm used to seeing her sitting there in the middle. I don't. I don't agree with you on what you said that people should be cultured because now they want, or people should be counseled because now they want to cancel Andrew Cuomo. If we lose Andrew Cuomo from the Democratic Party, the Republicans gonna have one up on us. We didn't cancel the president after all the shit that he pulled for four years. Before we go to that, I want to backtrack <laughs> on what Nick said. Come on, because this and this is where I'm coming from, yeah, Nick. So and go this back. Is, you feel like they should not cancel or or what? Before, no, we're not even gonna get to Cuomo yet. Let's let's address what you just said first. I have, an, I have a question to ask you. When does the responsibility fall on the racist is my question. How, how long do we have to continue to counsel people yeah. and educate people and give them an opportunity to learn and give them an opportunity to see a different perspective? How long do we have to keep doing that before the responsibility officially falls on the other party that's committing the act? Because... I think that's... Yeah, I think that's I'm, I'm great. Tired of it. I think that we have to agree on what's racist, though, right? And I think that's where the nuance is. I think that if you counsel someone like a Sharon, because I don't think she's standing there burning a cross in her front yard. I just don't believe that. And I believe there's space to teach and educate some people. I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I feel like some people really can be an ad, uh, an advocate and an ally. She's but not, though, like Nicholas. She, she clearly said what she said and stood to that. She kept, she right. stood right there. I, with that that's what i'm saying because my thing is she listened to pierce morgan talk mad trash about megan markle and we all know part of it is megan markle rejected pierce morgan and that's part of the reason she didn't why want you playing she didn't, she want, didn't want you so that's really the crux or the root of the right. issue but he went on national television time and time again made racist comments made sexist comments towards her and just kept berating and bashing her and she never said anything mm. she never addressed him and never acknowledged him mm. And on right. the heels of an interview that you do with Oprah, where you're talking about the racism that you experience within the institution, Pierce is choosing to make comments and still make subliminal racist, you know, make it seem like it's not an issue. And then you have Sharon Osbourne. She has eyes and ears like the rest of us and has the same listening skills that everybody right. does. And probably even better because she's on a talk show. Mm -hmm. She hosts interviews. She has to be able to dissect certain information in an appropriate way. 
for us to sit up here and say, oh, Sharon didn't know she was being racist. I'm so sorry. I, I No, absolutely not. And I don't have time to counsel Sharon Osbourne about why what she did was wrong. No. I, and again, not. I'm not here to defend Sharon either, but I feel like I feel like a woman who works with a diverse cast has hope. And that's just I just feel like Sharon is not lost. When I look at her and we will talk about him later, but when we talk when we talk about the congressman out of Wisconsin, to me those are very different things. I feel like Sharon is someone who still can be an ally. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like that she shouldn't be fired and that there's room to be counseled. I, oh, I don't think she should opinion. be fired, but I, I'm with Lauren on that. How, how long do we have to take it? It's been 400 plus years that we've been excusing. It's an excuse. Oh, it's just the way things are. It's just the way that things go. It's just Breonna Taylor been dead a year yesterday. It's just the way that things go because ain't nobody get been charged for her. Nobody has been brought to put their feet to the fire for what they did to Breonna Taylor, kicking her dough in and killing that woman in her own goddamn bed. So how long do we have to say, oh, it's a past. You don't get no fucking pass. We don't get none. Fuck Sharon Osborne. I see what I see. Tell her to call me. And I'm just saying, if you want to, in, in, in any realm or space, if you want to be an advocate about something, what's the first thing that you do if you want to be an advocate? You do your own research, right? You don't technically right. necessarily Absolutely. lean on people to become an advocate. You do your research. You have, you initiate certain conversations with people. You engage with certain people. You get your own literature to read for better understanding. You don't put the onus and responsibility on somebody else to help you become an advocate. That's not how advocacy and works. And how you gonna be Patty Pierce Morgan and be mad because you couldn't get none of that black girl magic? Apparently, Meghan Markle must got the wop because she made a prince become a commoner. Baby, <laughs> it's something between her legs, baby. Y'all don't know nothing about See, Pierce Morgan was trying to get him a little taste of that because he would have been, woo, because look at Harry. Harry got so much swag. Mm. Megan Marco, girl, I'm taking a class from you. When I sign, where I sign up at? You take EBT. <laughs> <laughs> but but also, to speaking on cancer culture, I feel like we can kind of segue. Uh, you brought up Andrew Cuomo flame. So a lot has evolved since last week when we talked about it. So what are your new thoughts around no, Andrew shit, Cuomo? Don't, don't we not cancel Andrew Cuomo? Not on Laugh and Learn. I don't care what y'all doing in New York. Understand that there is a method to that madness. <laughs> and when I say that, if y'all replace... Andrew Cuomo as the governor of New York they're going to put somebody in there that's going to try to stop Letitia James or block Letitia James from prosecuting Donald Trump see there is a whole 360 to this Letitia James is the prosecutor that's out to get Donald Trump from the state of New York but replacing Cuomo they will put somebody else there who might block her from doing that so all the shit that Trump has done he'll get away with understand that there's a method to the madness Cuomo been the governor for all this time. Ain't nobody came out and said nothing. But because he took his stance against the coronavirus, how he stood up for New York, how he said made people had to wear masks and lock down the city and woo-woo-woo and stop people from traveling, they're still out to get Cuomo. They, this is backlash from him being a man and standing his ground for being governor last March 15th, last year. All this is just payback. Baby, I'm still Team Cuomo. If you felt uncomfortable in the space, and I I, I understand women, you know, if you if I'm in your personal space, if I'm touching you inappropriately, address that situation right then and there. Uh, I'm not comfortable with you being this far up on me. I'm not comfortable with you touching me because we can do that now. You might not have been able to do that 10 years ago, but women can do that now and they won't lose their job. They won't be, they don't have to complain. Say, I'm not comfortable with you being in my space. This is my personal space and I'm not comfortable. You can say that in a way to where your employer or your boss 
supposed to understand. I ain't saying they're going to always understand, but they're supposed to understand. But now all this shit is coming out. All this is a smokescreen. You know, kind of like they opened up this country Friday and gave out uh, stimulus <laughs> checks and told people y'all can go take your mask off, go shop. I drove past the mall here Friday. It looked like it was Christmas. Understand that we still living in a pandemic. The, va- the, 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 the coronavirus <laughs> is running rampant. Fuck Florida. It's going to be right here in Long Beach because they was at the mall shopping crazy. <laughs> I drove past. I went to Big Lots. It wasn't nobody in Big Lots for me. <laughs> um, I mean, I understand all of these new, new accusers are coming forward and everything and never denying anybody's experience of what, you know, they may have encountered. All I'm saying is I want this investigation to play out. I want mm-hmm. Letitia James to do her job. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Andrew Cuomo should resign no. until the investigation is complete. I will absolutely say that. I know everybody from AOC... Um, to I think Chuck Schumer, all of the top you know Democrats are kind of coming out to say he needs to resign. I think let Letitia James do her job. Let's see what happens, and then we can move forward from there. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, I think um, I, I, just to kind of chime in on there, I think um, what I never want to do as a six-three bald black man, I've never been in a situation where I have had my personal space threatened um, by an employer where I had to feel uncomfortable. So I never want to sit here and act like I understand what women in the workplace go through because I do believe that women in the workplace deserve to have a safe space to work and engage, period. And if for any reason that is threatened or compromised, those who threaten or compromise that position need to be held accountable, regardless of political power, regardless of wealth, regardless of esteem, or regardless of title. Having said that, I also believe two different things are happening here. I think that Governor Cuomo, unfortunately, has lost the uh, support he needs within his own caucus and from other Democrats. So as a leader, one has to wonder now if for the last 18 months of this term, if he'll simply be a lame duck, not really able to push and move forward any legislation. And whether or not the investigation plays out one way or the other, that would be more or less for any type of legal action down the road. That's not my concern as much as uh, what it is he's doing right now, whether or not he has the support from others uh, within his legislature in order for him to continue to enact policy to, you know, help advocate for the state of New York. I'm with Cuomo. Cuomo said that the um, the politicians didn't elect me. The people did. This is the same shit they're doing to Joe Biden. Joe Biden been in office, what, 53 days? Something like Some, that. 60 days. If he if he. Tie his shoes a different way. Y'all ready to have a hissy fit? I'm telling you, we got to pick and choose what is important. Y'all not picking and choosing what's important. Y'all fighting over bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know who these women are, and I don't care. And I want to see what they look like, because Andrew Cuomo is not an unattractive man. See, it's all these ugly bitches. Let me start right here. Let me oh go back. God. A lot of these ugly bitches keep coming out talking some men attracted them, men touch them. You should feel privileged. Some of your ugly bitches should feel privileged that a man is touching on you, because ain't nobody else like not in the light. Shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, oh they're going to be kicking in. Uh-oh. Okay, this laugh alert. This ain't love laugh. Let's okay, bring look. some people in here. Yeah. Okay, Nick, we're going to bring in some folks. We'll bring you back. L A S I K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. 
Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look at look at this. Y'all have me heated. <laughs> I saw you in the comments. I was like, we're gonna you go to Mark first. You, you got a shirt on. You really must be mad. Come on with <laughs> Come on. Okay, let's start. I, I need a whole 20 minutes. This this is you my ain't segment. getting that listen, long player. You okay, uh, this. I can do it in five. Shit. <laughs> listen, okay. Kirk Franklin, here's the problem with Kirk Franklin, and here's the hypocrisy. And from somebody who was, again, as I've talked about before, I was in leadership at a mega church. I've crossed paths with Kirk Franklin. I've crossed paths with the Tony mm. Max, the Joe Olsteins. Now, uh-uh, not that way. I know what you're about to do uh, with that. I just, oh, you better He's stop it. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Listen, Don't even do uh, it. <laughs> no. Uh, however, Kirk Franklin, let's, uh, let's be honest, and I'm not saying anything more than this. Uh, you don't like yourself, which is why you're so mad at life. That's, that's the first part. Second of all, when a, the, a normal person in the church can't even listen to secular music without having some sort of repercussion in the form of you're not allowed to volunteer in this certain ministry. We're going to put you on a sabbatical for this amount of time for listening to secular music. Or if you say a cuss word and someone overhears you, he goes to the pastor about it. The hypocrisy is the same thing with what happened in New York with the Hillsong New York City pastor Carl Linton and Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, he was making music about how yummy a woman's genitalia was, but was leading worship at Carl Linton's church. So it's the same thing. If you have a platform and if you're somebody big, it doesn't apply to you, it applies to the normal person. So that's why he's getting so much backlash, in my opinion. Because it's not okay to do that behind closed doors, but then you would persecute somebody else who did that same thing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I agree. That's why a lot of people are upset. And Kirk Franklin has a history of being an ass. He doesn't treat his wife well. I'm not going to go further, but the point is huh. he deserves this, and I see why his son did this. I see why his son did this. Well, apparently the son had been used to being talked to like that because who thinks to record the conversation? I'm telling you, this boy was accustomed to that. He just nobody probably believed yep. him, and he needed to prove it. So now he has proof. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I I just don't think he should have aired it for the world to hear. I mean, if you want proof and you want to maybe take legal action or whatever the the intent was, I don't think you should air. I don't care what happens. You don't air your family business out like that, even if you're upset. You just you just don't do that. I just I don't agree with that. And and that was the line that we grew up on. Uh, Don't talk on my house. Don't tell what going on in our house. But with reality TV and the world that we live in now, everybody knows everything. But I'm not. Let me be clear, though. Let me clarify. I'm not saying be quiet about all family issues, because if there's some other things going on, abuse, Sexual abuse, I'm not for keeping that private. If you need to bring that to the forefront to get the situation worked out, that's one thing. This is specific. I'm being very specific in this case, saying that I don't agree with his son airing out whatever their conversation is for the public. I don't think he should have done that. No matter how see that wrong perspective. Kirk Franklin may be. I, I see that perspective, but I appreciate what he did because Kirk Franklin does have this ego and it's, and, you know, I'm really disappointed in Natasha Cobbs coming out and supporting him and all of these people because it's it's the, the reason his son came out with this is to let people know what really goes on, not only in their house and with their relationship, but in my opinion, the same thing with Joel Osteen. I'm waiting for stuff about Joel Osteen to come out. And when Ooh. it comes out, I'm not going to feel bad. Well, wait because a minute. Give me what's the tea? Yeah, what's, yeah, what's give the us, tea Give Joel us a prequel. I need a little taste. Don't what's be, the tea? I'm <laughs> like Della Reese in the movie. Don't Listen. get my mouth all right and leave me a little con- swallow in a container. I is, don't leave me a swallow in Listen. a container. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I listen. I'm not about. To, I'm not about to have people after me. I already know who's watching. Past that, I have one more thing to say about uh, Cheryl Underwood. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, what you got to say? Wait. I'll get to Cuomo to say. I'll, I'll give it a 30 second Cuomo response. But I feel bad for. I don't feel bad for Cheryl Underwood because I think, like you said, she did great. But here's where Sharon Osbourne fucked up when she put on those tears because it automatically automatically goes into the narrative of the angry black woman making a white woman cry and America's going to give sympathy to that white woman. And my problem is, is that Cheryl was gracious in saying, I know you, I don't get this. I don't get these feelings from you, but understand the implication behind the approval, so to say of Piers Morgan. And so when she put on those tears and made it about her, when have white people been oppressed or been done wrong in this country ever? So how you have the audacity and the uh, the reason to cry is just beyond me. White people was oppressed and done wrong on January the 6th in the state of Georgia, baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> blue lives matter because we took it back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. But seriously, how do you cry and turn that around no, to but, you well, now? I, you're I, the victim. I understand that as much as I think that Sharon was wrong, Sharon was right when she told Cheryl, don't start that crying because Cheryl always does that. You got to go back and watch. Whenever Cheryl is back into the wall, Cheryl breaks out crying. She did that shit to me on Comic View 2005. So Sharon just beat her to the punch and started crying first because if Cheryl would have started crying first, then black Americans would have took Cheryl's side. So it was just a matter of who was going to break down first. Cry on demand, please. 
Didn't we say it was water under the bridge? Oh, yeah, me and Sheriff still go. I'm not, and I'm not saying that. Okay, Lauren, thank you. Lauren, thank you. I'm not attacking Cheryl, but what I'm saying to Mark's point is this is what Cheryl does. Watch the talk. Cheryl will break out crying for no reason. She will. Every time it's something, she breaks out crying. Should should Sharon lose her job, or do you believe there's room for redemption? I don't think anyone should lose their job over. I, I again, I'm so against the whole cancel. Trump lost. He However, is. here's what I. No, he got voted <laughs> out. He got that voted part. out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, here's my thing with Sharon. I don't think she should lose her job, but here's what I also see. She works on a cast full of diverse people, and we don't know what goes on off camera, and so. If who knows, this could be a feeling that people do have about her, even though Cheryl went on record saying, you know, I don't have these feelings that you're racist. But I do think there is a time and a place for a company production to to take a step back and say, can we move forward doing what we want to do and our vision for the show with this person, Mm -hmm. given Mm -hmm. this response and given what's going on right now? And so if that means she loses her job, then you know what? When you are on a talk show and you don't think twice about what you're saying, and again, this is not, you're not the victim here. Someone's giving their story. Megan said she felt that the palace or whoever the fuck those people are, they're racist. Why are you discrediting that? That wasn't your experience. Just shut up and right. apologize. Because Megan agree, didn't agree. give him none of that black girl magic. She but is. let me ask you exactly. this though, Mark, because although Cheryl came out and said that, I'm also thinking too, was there truth behind what she was saying about Sharon or was she just more so concerned about giving her an out and maybe helping her save her job? And I'm only saying that because of what Holly Robinson Pete said. So how I how think, truthful was that statement is my next question. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think Cheryl again, and here's why I went back to bringing up the tears part. I think Cheryl was in a tricky position and why she did so good and she couldn't really go even deeper as a lot of us wanted her to is because the narrative would have played out even worse than it already is. And so I do think Cheryl in the back of her mind was like, let me give a little bit of grace and safe face for TV. And that's why she did that. But I wouldn't be surprised if Sharon, I mean, didn't, wasn't her daughter the one who like was talking about Trump a few years ago and was talking about Mexicans are the one who cleaned your house. Like just made a fucking stupid Cleans statement. Cleans your toilet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little fat one. Like with the funny shape. Right. And they become some she was a fashion right. guru. I said right. the fuck I said she is fat. She is funny looking. You, you, and she do you, got you, different you, color hair. Did I lie? You mean I mean, help help fat you mean, you mean, you mean help You mean uh, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. That's where the, the, that. the difference you be talking between about your mama stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You can't conveniently defend people. Stop it. Too shit. This is what I think. This is where the line is between like what Kelly Osborne, I think that's her name. What yeah, she said back one. then. I consider that <laughs> I consider that racially insensitive. I don't think that was a racist comment, but it was racially insensitive. But I wouldn't be surprised if behind closed doors. Like, that's how they talk about different people of different cultures. Well, they understand, Mark, that it's not racially insensitive. They're racist. If they're doing it at home behind closed doors and then you take it out publicly, eventually, if you do it at home long enough, it is going to go into your real life. 
under this is what yeah, happened I, with the whole back to the Kirk Franklin thing. If it happens at home enough, eventually the world is going to find out about it. Kelly, uh, yeah, uh, the, the Osbournes, whatever they're practicing at home, the shit is just resonating. Sharon Osbourne was foul. She was wrong. She tried to segue. She did corner Cheryl. I do love that part when she told Cheryl, don't start that crying because I got to be the first one to cry, bitch, so they can fall in love with me first. <laughs> I get that. I understand. you. This is a game of chess, and I don't want to lose my job. That's what that was all about. Because Cheryl, would, they would have fired Cheryl. Cheryl is a black woman on that show, and she wasn't the last hire. And even though I think that Cheryl is irreplaceable on the talk, because I love her on there whenever I do decide to watch it, that don't mean that they won't get rid of her ass. Because the climate that we live in and the racism that is so prevalent in this country right now under Trump's regime, even though that nigga still gone, but he still got a power, they would have fired Cheryl. Cheryl was smart in the way she handled that. She was very tactful. Right. Sharon Osborne is a, Sharon Osborne was just racist and she didn't want to admit that. Pierce Pierce Morgan, yeah. not only was he did he make racist disparaging comments, but he you, he showed that he was a broken man because if you don't even like black women, you couldn't get this black woman to go with you. And you Piers Morgan, you rich, you white, you powerful, you got a show. But she didn't want your ass, except that she didn't want your ass, nigga, and keep it pushing because that's all that is. She didn't want you. She wanted yeah. a prince. And and Cheryl said it just exactly right. She said it's the implicate. It's not necessarily that you're seeing something racist. It's what you're implying. And the same thing with you know what. I started on Piers Morgan's ass last week was he said, you know, oh, people might have this conversation about what color their baby might look like. People don't say that. Like, that's just you. That's you literally giving a dog whistle to somebody, like making them feel like it's okay that this is happening. Like, no one says that. Like, I could never imagine a, a family having that conversation. Well, wait a minute, Mark, because if me and you had a baby together and the baby came out navy, purple, blue, black, <laughs> I'm going to think that you was cheating on me because I'm like brown and you like skin. Our baby should be at least somewhere in that hue. <laughs> but look, that, that's, that's, that's after the fact. That's after the fact, not before. And then again, like with the whole title situation, which I don't know how the monarchy, whatever you call them, work, but period. And I'm just going to wrap up with these 30 seconds about Andrew Cuomo. <clears throat> Andrew Cuomo has a long history of this behavior. And it's, I've known someone personally who's been impacted by it. And I, I, it's not my place to say anything, but I think the problem, you keep giving Cuomo, out too many tangibles and then not giving out the information. <laughs> I'm going to come to your house and fight you. Shit. <laughs> when you come over, them. when you come over, you get everything. Everything you get the tea, but my thing with Cuomo is he fucked I'm up. I'm get the whole X Files nigga. You don't know who you're talking to. I'm gonna get it all, baby. I likes it all. <laughs> I, I said 30 seconds to put it. Listen, <laughs> Cuomo messed up when he ousted the previous attorney general, attorney general because when an allegation came out, one by the way, he said that he needed to resign and step down, and so that is karma biting him in the ass. Because now you have seven people, one person with a very credible st story, and a lot of people are pointing to. Um, there's a lot, supposedly footage, and people who were there and aware of what was going on were taking videos and pictures. Cuomo now his foot is in his mouth because this is what you said before, and this is not what you're saying about yourself. And so with Cuomo, you know, I, again, I don't like politicians, and the fact that he made the comment, you know, I'm not part of the political game or i'm not in the political circle you've been in politics your entire life you've were handed the position from your given your father's record let me just say that so don't act like you're not a dirty swamp creature because you are because chris Cuomo gonna come to your house and beat whoa. your ass and i mean let's let's not 
not delegitimize oh, anybody. Cuomo still got elected. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Mark. We can't delegitimize that. Yeah, he did. That, the people did was, still elect rough. him. They still elected him. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, but it is a legacy thing. I will give you that. No, di- you know. Okay, his father was a beloved governor before him, but the people still elected Cuomo, too. We got to give him that. Mm-hmm. I just think that, again, it's karma biting him in the ass. And my problem is, is it, it really, when you listen to him talk about it and when the press tries to ask him questions, it's his ego that's at the at the front line. That's Mark, all I see. Mark, I don't, Mark, we just dealt with four years of a nightmare. Mark, don't say that. Uh, but I attacked him, but I attacked him too. I, I'm an equal it's opportunity equal attacker. I don't people. have sides. Listen, I don't I don't I don't have sides. You know this about me. I don't I, I can call out the clown, but again, I also will call out Cuomo. And this is the thing. The fear cannot be of who might take his position. It's the fact that we need to, and I've always said this, I said the same thing with Kavanaugh. Yes, the process needs to play out, but the tricky part for Cuomo right now is what he said on record before. So that's all I'm going to say. Mark, if we're going to hold people accountable, but wait a minute. If we're going to hold people accountable for shit they said in the past, oh my God, I won't even be sitting here right now. In fact, I'm leaving in two minutes anyway. But I wouldn't be sitting here. I said some outrageous shit that no, some no, no. shit I regret Correct. some shit I don't but I'm not a politician but I am in the public eye and I'm not knocking Cuomo for what he said because at the time that's right, how he right. felt I'm not saying that what is true or not true because I'm not one of those women that accused him and right, I wasn't right. there but I'm giving Cuomo the benefit of the doubt because what I'm what I'm trying to get people to understand and to see is that <laughs> if we do this to Cuomo we're going to do this to Joe Biden Joe Biden been the president for 60 days what are we going to do just cancel everybody that make a fucking mistake well, no, because look, with Joe Biden, what had happened when they, when that, who was that, that, that lady who came out? Tara and said Reed. Yes, I said, listen, I don't like this. He's been in politics for how long? And all of a sudden you're coming out and I got in trouble for that because I'm not a female. I don't know what it's like to come out with my story. So I get that aspect of it. But I said the same thing with Kavanaugh. I said, I'm going to say the same thing with Cuomo. Yes, due process is important because you don't want to set a culture where, Someone could come out and say something and you're automatically guilty. That's not what our system was set up for. However, when you say two years ago that this person needs to resign and he was so in the front line about all these other people and now shit's in your happening in your backyard and you have a different opinion, that's the problem that I have. You know what that's going to do though, Mark? That's going to open up the floodgates for everybody to start just accusing. You want to get rid of somebody? Just have a woman accuse them of being inappropriate. It'll, it, where, where do we stop it? Where do we draw the line? Because some people may be telling the truth and some people may just make up a lie to get rid of you. We have to find out, like they say, you're innocent until proven guilty, but that's not the case here. Everybody is guilty now until proven innocent. Well, that's why we say let Letitia James do her job and let's see what happens. Let's just let let this play out. Let it play out and let's see what receipts come forward and what what the investigation says. And I'm very comfortable with the fact that Letitia James and the special uh, investigator or prosecutor, whoever they put over it. Yeah, that person has a pass of taking down formal allies. So I do think we will get a fair investigation into what happened. We we thank you, you hands. I will see you in two weeks, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Mark. Do I want me- you with a T-shirt I- and no panties on. Yes! Oh, Lord. <laughs> Mark, do me a favor and Bye. hit the X because I don't know yeah. how to get people out of here. Thank you. Bye, I don't Mark. Know how to do I got you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. That's Marky I- Mark. Yeah, he's I in Florida. Of, I think the title of this show will be Swamp Creature. <laughs> 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 
I love you, Nick. I love you, Lori Hoagie. I love y'all, Flamers. I got a show to do. I got to go. Yeah. Bye, Treble. Bye, Kendall. I'll see y'all next week. Maybe, maybe we'll do Love Lounge tonight because y'all got those stimulus checks. Y'all been acting funny. But I got a show to do uh, for, with the white folks, with Mr. White Man. Mr. White Man say come here. And Mr. White Man paying a little bit more than y'all paying today. So I'm out. Love you, Lori. <laughs> Bye, Treble. <laughs> Hey, Pam, how are you? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Lauren? Hi, Nick. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Saw you jumping that rope, being all fancy. I'm trying, <laughs> hey, brother, brother trying, trying to stay on top of it. Let me tell you something. something. That heart that health, health ain't, ain't no, joke, no joke, right? It ain't no joke. Don't play with it. <laughs> Don't play with it. We're losing too many people. Talk to us about it. We, we brought up a couple of conversations yeah. and topics today. Want to know your thoughts. Sound off for us. Well, uh, the Cuomo thing, let's look at it like this. Hey, everybody. We're talking about, a, I think, a political hit is going on. Um, sure, Cuomo is part of a, they're all part of political machines. I think that's what we don't, re, uh, we don't remember, that there are, are uh, uh, debts that have to be paid. People have to realize that uh, uh, people did things before that they didn't like, and people hold grudges, and, you know, things are timed a certain way. So I think this is a, uh, first of all, I think this is a political hit. Second of all, let's just wait for the investigation to come out. Because I heard this interesting thing, you know, about politicians. It's like uh, innocence and a politician are, they, 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 are, they don't go together. Mutually. True, <laughs> true, I very true. That. Diametrically opposed to one another. Absolutely, absolutely, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's just how it is. But it's very interesting about the timing of all of these allegations and you know he was the hero last year and now he's the dirt under people's feet and you know but you know one thing about Cuomo he don't run from a fight he don't play no games it's like come on come get me let's see how this plays out Pam I think what's also interesting is how we've seen so many people pile on I watched this diatribe from Bill de Blasio because if you remember Cuomo went after Bill de Blasio uh, when Bill de Blasio wasn't doing so well in New York not that he's super popular now but Bill de Blasio oh his behavior absolutely disgusts me and he needs I was like whoa but I'm wait like, let's, let's just clarify that though I don't know of any mayor in the city of New York that is liked okay all mayors get booed in the city of New York let's just let's yeah. be honest about yeah. that okay yeah so. eventually Pam, I want to get you to sound off for me. I do want your opinion. Do you believe in a situation like a Sharon Osbourne? Is there redemption or do you like what? What are your thoughts on the Osbourne Underwood situation? You know what, too? I want to emphasize to everyone. Let's when we see these things, let's look at the entire interview. Let's look at the entire show, not these chopped up. Uh, sound, sound bites, bites and mm -hmm. and um, clips because that's a part of the manipulation. Look at the whole entire thing, and then let's talk about it. Okay, but anyway, from what I saw, girl, honey, she 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 whelped like a hit dog got hit by a truck <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately. Even with the preface of Cheryl saying, "Look, you're my friend. I know how you think." She still went off. You know, her friend, I know she's friends with Pierce Morgan. She's probably, she's been friends with Pierce Morgan for a hundred years before she even got on the view. I mean, on the talk. But she did not understand where they, all her, her mates were coming from. And I think when she goes back and looks at it, and I think maybe that's why she apologized too. I am going to give her a benefit of the doubt. 
uh, on that. And she should, but she should look at her, really look at her behavior, look at her response, analyze it herself. Look at herself. You know how you you and Lauren and Nick and you guys look at yourself on tape, right? To to see. I know uh, Nick probably you do it but when you had your other days when you were in another uh, line. You looked at yourself to see what was going on with yourself, what you said, how you said it, what your response was, what can I do better? I think a lot of these people they need to look at themselves and how they're coming off because when you're in the moment, you don't realize, hey, you know, and then you go back and look at it like, oh, my goodness, I went off. I did. I said this. My reaction was a little. Maybe I need to check myself. Maybe I need to think about what I said or how I did or how I responded. And Pam, I think more than anything in those situations like that, too. Um, and then I'll go ahead and wrap it up. It's one of those things where I don't understand why people can at least try to hear what the person is saying and at least give deference. Uh, like to, you That's know, like, called oh, privilege. I hadn't thought about th That's it. Lauren, there you go. All right. There you go. Yep. Yep. Because I'm thinking that you simply telling me, I think one of the things that bothered me most with all of that is how quickly people were ready to dismiss. Let's forget about the baby color. The fact that here's this woman saying I was having a mental health issue. Oh, no, you weren't. Shut up. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. This is why we don't talk about it. This is why you, people are ashamed to say, you know, I'm, Lauren, I'm not feeling that well today. I'm a little down. Hey, let me just check on you. Let, you're going to attack me. You know? You're going to attack me for feeling my feelings instead yep. of saying having a moment of empathy and thought and then after the person tells you more if you feel like you gotta attack them or think less of their emotion yeah. then you do it yeah. but at least it's like ready to jump on it's like you're gonna tell me that i don't feel like i was being attacked you don't right. want to tell me my feelings well you're this gonna is tell me my feelings well that's what i'm i think that's what we're all trying to express here pam is the simple fact that Sharon probably never had to think about that. She never really had to think about her repercussions because when she had that privilege and she had that status on that network, she never had to think about it, nor no. did she feel like, oh, I'm going to get all this backlash around this. It took her coming oh, after Meghan Markle that all of a sudden now she's trying to reevaluate everything. But that goes to what I said earlier in terms of it's not our job to have to educate people. You should have known no, better. Mm. That's what no. privilege gets you. It gets you in these situations where now you got to address how you're actually acting and how you've been and what you've been doing towards other people. So it was just her right. time. It was her time Look to get this it. ass whooping. Exactly. It just was. And, I, and you know what? The, the ass always rises to the top. Yep. The cream. <laughs> The cream will eventually rise to the top. You yep. got to look at it. You can't act like the cream ain't there. Oh, I don't see the cream. I don't yeah. see the cream. I don't see the shit. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. see the right. shit. Right. Eventually, you got to see it and you got to smell it. And acknowledge Damn, it you. and your ownness in thank it. You. But Exactly. But that's the problem. A big problem. It's like, no one, you know, if the first, if your first reaction is to hit yelp like a dog, then you got some examining yeah. to do. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we need to do. We need more than talk about. We got to examine our shit, own our shit. Everybody does, especially white people. Thank and you, Miss Pam. Everybody else got to own their stuff. Period. All right, everybody got to own their stuff. You, thank you, Miss Pam. Pam, thank you. We love you. Bye-bye, <laughs> y'all. On that note, I mean, I think we can kind of wrap up. I know we had some other topics to discuss, but I don't think there's any problem with rolling over to next week because they're still going to be relevant next week anyway. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
you know, one of the, again, I just want everyone to know that if you liked what people have to say or if you have something that we missed, we do want you to comment on the show and make sure that you leave that comment, you know, because that helps people to find the show. So we really enjoyed that because at the end of the day, like we talk about all the time with Flame when she is here, we are not trying to get anybody to change their mind. We are simply only trying to get you guys to use your mind. And more importantly, we appreciate you guys coming in to participate in this show because without you guys, we wouldn't have a show. It's really the feedback that we get from you guys, you know, the suggestions, the DMs, all of that. We appreciate it. And I know sometimes we don't respond, but we we try to look at it because we all got a lot going on. But we we appreciate the input. Yeah, we definitely appreciate the input. So where can everybody find you, Nick? Everybody can find me at Nick Smith News uh, on both Instagram and Twitter anytime. And I am Lauren Armani H on Instagram as well as Lauren Hogan on YouTube. And of course, if you guys want to find Flame, Flame is at Monroe Flame on Instagram, um, Marcus Flame Monroe Parker on Facebook, and Flame Monroe on Twitter. Because woo, she got a lot of handles, but okay, I think got we got all, I think I got them all in there. Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.